0: All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Sabre Sims DFS office hours. It is Monday, January 30th of 2023 here. Missing you guys, missing the show after the weekend. So happy to be back. Happy to be talking some DFS. Uh, Looks like we got an A game and NBA slate tonight, as well as Justin Island NHL showdown at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. So, not a lot going on in the NHL streets today. Not too sure why. Uh, for those of you, you know, who played DFS over the weekend, hope you guys enjoyed the two-game NFL slate yesterday. Was a pretty crazy slate. All things considered, all the injuries and um, all of the interesting calls and and the way that the games went. So hope you guys uh, found some. Enjoyment out of that, and and maybe won some DFS contests. But anyways, you know, getting back to the show. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not joined up in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it, as always you'll be able to find sport specific channels where you can talk uh you know game theory for those specific sports uh release notes any any uh new updates bug fixes that go into the app you'll see when our sims run we pull in injury news so a lot of value being in the discord uh but that being said going to get Sim pulled up here looks like we had quite a few questions come in over the weekend we love to see that uh, if if you guys are building lineups have questions, throw them in the Office Hours channel. That way they are here for us to get going. And then if you guys are tuning in and have questions, throw them in the live YouTube chat. We will get to all the questions before the end of the show. But here, first question here that came in from Gilliman. And Gilliman said, how do you set a group rule that says, I want any player that has a value of 4.5 or more. So Gilliman, good question. way I would do this, right? Is I would, I'm just going to make an adjustment here. I, w- I would go to lineup rules and then I would go to add new rule. I would go to group for the rule type. I would go to automatic for the selection method from there. It says, going to say use at least one. I'm just going to leave that alone. That is exactly what you want. And then I'm going to leave group by unchecked. I'm going to leave all the positions checked and then requirements. I'm going to add a requirement. This is a stat requirement. The the first drop down is going to be value, second drop down is going to be greater than, and then third drop down is going to be uh, four point four because you said four point five or more. So putting it one less will allow four point five to be included in this. And then I'm just going to save this as an auto. You should just save it as an auto rule. If you want to look at the rule, you can save it as a manual rule. That way, if you save it as a manual, you can hit this little drop down here it'll show the rule. You can hit this little pencil icon and then you can see what the rule is doing. So according to, you know, today's projections, there are 101 players over 4.5 value and it is going to make sure at least one player gets one player from this 101 gets into every single lineup that you build. So rule looks great to me. Just going to hit save here and then going to leave it alone. So that is how I would write the rule. And then... Any of these rules that are checked and are not blacked out or grayed out, uh, the builder will honor those when you go to build your lineups. But good question there, Gilliman. Uh, just quick comment here from Franklin said, Had a profitable weekend using the Sims. Thanks for the help, Andrew. Franklin, you know, you're you're here regularly asking questions, you know, learning. So congratulations on the success. I hope for Continued success for you and and any and all other users tuning into the show, asking questions, learning, and and trying to uh, grow their DFS knowledge. That is what this show is all about. All right, um, D King made a made a good comment. You know, I just showed you guys one rule as to uh, how to how to do that value stat requirement. Uh, D King said you could also set a filter to if you want no one under four point five value. That's another good option here if you come into the home screen you can hit this filter you go to add filter and then what I would do is I would do show players with value greater than four point four this will completely remove them from your player pool we could sort by value here descending and then scroll down and then anyone that is under under 4.41 or 4. Point, yeah 4.41 basically is a uh, great out now. So, so that is another way to do it. Uh, thank you for, for throwing that out there. All right. Uh follow-up from Gilliman also had one more question here. And he said, what about the automatic rules that group them together? Do you know how to do this? Uh, a group that will give you one to three players that are 10% or less owned. Okay, so so I would do something very similar here. I would go to add new rule. I would go to group rule. I would go to automatic. And then I would say, how would I say? I think you're going to have to write the rule twice is, is my assumption here. So we're going to need uh, use at least one. And then we're going to do a stat requirement where we're going to say ownership, my own, less than. And then I'm going to say, 11% here. I'm going to save that. Let me get rid of this value 1. That way we don't get tripped up here by anything. So so I have one rule that says, you know, use at least one player whose ownership is less than 11%. And then I'm going to do the same exact thing. And then I'm going to say use no more than 3 whose ownership Who's my own is less than 11. So if you guys are looking for like a range of players, there's no way to do it within one rule. It'll just take two rules here. So let's, let's actually run a build for this one. Uh, Cause this one is a little trickier here. I'm going to remove this value filter that we added. And then I'm going to make two adjustments to player projections in the home screen. So we can see those players uh, right away after our build. So let's run 500 lineups here. Probably going to need a working build. Uh, for some point today, so get to get this out of the way, and uh, start looking at some lineups, so lineups are finalizing right now, and here we go, got our lineups, you know, the rule said, uh, one to three players that are 10% owned or less, we actually made it 11, so here, you know, we can see Patrick Beverly is um, supplying the rule here at 10.5, we have two players here under 10%, uh, Bates Diop and Wendell Carter Jr. So you can just spot check these. Uh, These look to be working just as intended. I'm seeing, you know, one to two players under that like 11% threshold that we set. So I would write the rule like this. You can spot check the lineups and and make sure everything looks good, but looks good on my end. So glad we were able to get that one out. Uh Studewood asked a question about uh subscriptions. If you guys ever have, a uh, subscription question or or you know account question or something along those lines do us a favor shoot an email to support at sabersim.com and our support team you'll you'll get in contact with our support team who will be able to help you figure all of those things out uh, another way to get a hold of our support team is to use the report a problem i i realize it's not an actual problem but but this is just one mechanism of getting a hold of our support team so so those are the two ways that I would go about handling any type of account type questions. All right, moved on here. Got a question from Edub. Edub said, "Hey Andrew, I know this has probably been discussed before, but can you tell me, speaking for MBA only, if using projected score is a viable method of sorting your lineups versus using saber score?" Edub, I think this is a good question. Definitely worth talking about. Uh, for for to answer your question. I, I would say, yes, you know, NBA is probably um, I, I would say probably NBA in, in golf probably are like uh, two of like the most projectable sports NBA probably being the most projectable. So, so I, I, I think that, you know, in, in basketball specifically um, salary and salary is very correlated to projected points and, projected points are are usually fairly accurate in nba so so frankly i don't think there's anything wrong at all with using um projected score i think saber score my, my opinion is saber score is good for you know balancing these correlation and ownership dynamics along with upside right i think that's all great uh Unfortunately, in NBA, you know, correlation is is less of a factor. Ownership tends to be uh, warranted more often. So, so those are reasons like for using projected score, but we're still taking these things into account, right? We can see the sliders at three, three, seven settings here. So, three correlation, three ownership fade for this eight game slate tonight. So, the builder and the backtesting that we've done still lead us to believe that uh, understanding and having these factors as as part of your lineup considerations is important, but you know, these, these uh, sliders are not super high in like the fives and, and sixes range, right? Something like you would see with like MLB. Like if you came to me and said, you know, should I use projected score for MLB? I would, I, I would probably say no, because correlation is so important. Teams are so variant and range of outcomes are, are so wide that I think Sabre score is actually much better for a, a high correlation sport like MLB. But I think that using projected score is okay for NBA, uh, not something that that I use or or would use. I tend to use more of saber score or a percentile uh, and not projected score. But but it is okay to use it. All right, moving on here. Question from Meow, and Meow said, Andrew, not sure if this would be a good one for office hours, but I was curious if it might be possible to start having a feature of upcoming features during office hours once a month or so i see a lot in the wish list but they aren't always addressed directly and some things just show up in app at at a point so i'm just curious if we could get some clarity on what's coming down the pipeline in the future uh meow this is a good question uh frankly you know this is probably one i will i will take back to the team and and just let them know about um i i think that you know a lot of these like Things that we're building and 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 talking about, we like to keep uh, pretty like close to the close to the vest and and kind of quiet until it's like much closer to to releasing. I think a lot of the times, um, you know, sometimes priorities change. Sometimes things are harder and take longer than we thought, so we got to kind of rework the plan. So I, I I don't I think the problem is we don't want to uh, kind of promise anything and then uh, there's like a technical challenge and then we we end up not delivering on that. In the time frame, and people get upset about that. Probably a little easier to keep that uh, kind of close to the vest. But I'll bring it up to the team. I'll let people know that uh, this has been asked, and then we can see what we could do about uh, possibly, you know, finding some way to to communicate things that are coming. But good question, meow, and uh, I will take that back to the team. Question. So just making a quick note here, and uh, gonna keep rolling. All right question from Gilliman looks like Gilliman asked the same question uh, from the other day Gilliman I did get to the question about uh two players under ten percent owned it would just be reworking the the two rules that we set here in the lineup rules uh, where we created a range of one to three players so I would check that out uh looks like uh somebody in discord uh answered that for for Gilliman thank you for for jumping in there um Gilliman also said, Hey, Andrew, I'm wondering if I did something wrong. I followed your advice and I'm only getting 52 players. So not sure, uh Gilliman, which um which version you're using, the the filter version or the lineup rule. Maybe you you did the lineup rule and you said that you only got 52 players as opposed to the 101 that I had. So it was just a, it was a group automatic rule, and then it was, says uh use at least one. And then it was uh, value greater than um, four point four there. And then I just I saved that, and then I saved it as a manual rule. Just walk it through this one more time. Save as a manual rule. Click the drop down. You can open this up, and it looks like there are ninety nine players now. So so you know as we're speaking here, uh, Sims are running. You know players can move in and out of that range. We can see the Sims ran about seven minutes ago. So. That will happen, right? And that, and that is one of the benefits of saving as an auto rule as opposed to a manual rule. If you save as an auto rule... Um, okay, so right now this is saved as a manual rule. If Sims run, it will not update. I will have to come in and click this refresh icon to get it to update. But if you come in and you save it as an auto rule, as Sims run... I don't. You see, I don't have that little refresh icon anymore because I don't need it. As, as Sims run the rule, the rules and the players in those rules will automatically update that. That is why it's called an auto rule versus a manual rule requires no manual intervention. So Gilman play with that. Let me know if you're still having some issues. Uh, you could create a thread and and we could talk about it in the office hours channel after the stream as well. All right. Question here from Christian, Christian, uh, jumping over to YouTube chat, everybody. Uh, so anybody has any questions now is a great time to get them in. Okay. Christian said, on an NBA slate, what is your process in determining if your lineups have low enough ownership to give yourself a chance in a contest? Okay, Christian, I am going to give you an answer. Uh, which which I don't know, maybe might blow your mind, maybe might make you think I'm crazy. Uh, that is not how I grade my lineups, right? I, I am not thinking about, you know, the ownership of my lineup. Uh, you could have, you know, the lowest owned lineup, uh, what eight percent you have like an eight percent some owned lineup where every player is one percent owned or you could have a lineup with like 250 percent ownership on the other side if the if the players in the lineup don't do good then it doesn't really matter what the ownership is right so what i'm getting at here is like i mostly care about upside i care about lineup upside the most you know this is an eight game classic slate uh frankly I play like tons of contests a night, like tons, like tens and tens of contests. You know, I'm usually playing like all the 703 $3, all the satellites. Like my, my contest list is very, very long. Uh, I never see anybody do it. It is like, it is really rare. And, and sometimes I'll see players with like the same points, but then it's just like different combinations of players that just so happen to get to the same sum. Like I, I think the chances of duping on an, on an NBA classic slate above two games is is actually very low and so i'm not considering you know uh how much ownership my lineup has because i'm afraid of duping like i i'm okay playing a very chalky lineup and and i i bet it's probably still will not be duped um you know i think the builder does a really good job of, of handling this in and of itself uh if you're worried about you know having a lineup that is, you know, I, I mean, I guess the question is like, like what is too chalky, right? Uh, you know, we hear people talk about it. Uh, you know, you know, what, what is too chalky T- to me? Too chalky is like, I'm playing showdown and all of my lineups are like duped 50 times. Like, okay, that's probably too chalky, but, but you know, pull up, go to results DB, a free tool and and see how many times your classic slate lineups are duplicated. And I bet you it's like almost always zero. And, and you know, who cares if you're like playing chalk in, in that instance, right? Uh You you can have a good ownership feed here, right? We have, let's turn these rules off and, and let's just like run a build and, and kind of see what this looks like. I feel like I'm going on a, I'm going on an ownership rant today, apparently, but, but you know, there, there's nothing wrong with playing chalk. And as long as like, you know, you're Okay. <laughs> I think, I think what we need to talk about is we are playing lineups and not players, okay? That's a very important concept for everybody here to understand. We are playing lineups and not players. So probably an even better example was I was having a conversation with somebody about this for the NFL uh, slate this weekend, right? And and somebody was saying, oh, you know, I I think I want to play a lot of Brock Purdy to get unique. And it's like, okay, well, regardless what quarterback you play, you know, there are other ways to get unique. So, so a unique factor is the uniqueness of a lineup is not determined by one player. It is not. We, this lineup has, you know, nine players in it an NFL lineup. It has quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a flex and a defense has nine roster positions. And I'm just going to get some lineups going here. like, there there are plenty of ways to play. I think Jalen Hurts was the most owned quarterback or Joe Burrow to, to play one of those guys and still get unique, right? So the the uniqueness of your lineup is not determined by an individual piece. It is it is determined by, you know, the 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 entire sum of all the pieces together, right? So I think that is kind of what I am getting at here. Um, you know a two-game NFL showdown, you know, like we said for, like, the two-game NBA, that is kind of where I'm starting to think about, you know, some ownership and some things like that. Um, I didn't see too much duplication, like, at the top of contests. But, you know, should you be taking it into account? Yes, on these small slates. But I don't think one piece determines – whether or not you know a lineup is, is good or bad. So I think that's kind of what I was getting at there. Um remember guys, lineups not players. So uh getting back to this question, you know, what is your process in determining if your lineups have low enough ownership to give yourself a chance in a contest. So you know I don't I don't think um on on like a NBA classic slate, you know, big slate above two games that ownership really uh should be a huge factor in your determination process i would only start to consider that in uh smaller slates i think even in this you know two game nfl slate we didn't see that many dupes up at the top you know throughout the day i I never saw more than like uh, oh actually i did see one there was one lineup that was duped like 30 times and that was that was pretty high so it'd be like a lineup like that i would probably be trying to avoid but um you know, th- there's an interesting concept, you know, Scott talked about it in one of our pro, pro exclusive videos of like, play the best place, see where that gets you and then kind of figure it out from there. So that's something I've been kind of trying to worry about. It's like, okay, am I overthinking ownership? Let me like try to think about ownership less and see what happens. And then, you know, if I were to start thinking about ownership less and then start to like be in these 30 lineup trains, like, okay, you know, now I need to start thinking about ownership a little more. Right. And, and kind of start, Start from that point, start from the best place, and then kind of figure out how much ownership you need to think of uh, based on how much you're being duped and and things like that. So I would really encourage you guys to to give that thought process a shot and uh, see where it takes you. All right, scrolling down here. Uh, Fahad said, hey, Andrew, on the build lineup screen, is the max exposure total per player or per lineup? Okay, good question. So let's go to the home screen here. Uh, I'm going to hover back to NBA really quickly. All right. So build lineup screen, Uh, this max exposure here, this is a global max exposure. So what this means is that if I set this to 80, what the builder will do is it will set a max exposure of 80 to every single player in the pool. So, so no player can be used more than, that number so so this is a this is a global max exposure it is not on a lineup level it is it is uh not on you know like some type of some uh type of thing i don't even know what that would look like but but this is global max exposure so if we were just hit run build when you would go into the post build this max exposure would automatically be 80 for every player that way you don't have to sit there And, and click it a hundred times. So just so you guys know, good, good uh, clarification question. All right. Franklin said, what's up, Andrew? Is there a way using SaberSim to get some of the great value picks in golf? Uh, Franklin. Yeah, man. I mean, 100%. Uh, I think that, you know, our, we've made a lot of updates to the golf model and uh, projections aren't out for this week yet, but let's go back to um, last week here. So I'm gonna hover back to oh I actually it was on Wednesday. We teed off last Wednesday and we can see all of the updates. Oh, there was a question last week from Patrick about um the the in in when you when you play you can go into the entries and then you could see how many of your lineups were six out of six, five out of six, you know, four out of six across the cut line. Uh that was missing if. Uh, Patrick asked specifically, Patrick, if you're watching anybody else who has noticed that that feature is back now. So if you are uh, loading up contests for this upcoming week, I'm pretty sure there's cut. And then you go to the entries, you check it out on, you know, um, fr- late Friday after all the golfers have ended or, or Saturday morning, um, you will be able to see that. So that is back. And then, you know, one other thing before we get back to this question, uh, somebody asked about world baseball classic support. We will not be supporting the WBC, it is a big, big project, and uh, we just have some other things that we are working on that take priority over that. So definitely wanted to address those two things here. Uh, getting back to the question, uh, you know, golf, you know, value picks. I, I think our golf range of outcomes are, are really, really cool. If you guys haven't come into a, um, a golf slate, you guys haven't uh, opened up any individual players, Not sure why the range of outcomes is not loading at the moment. It could be like because the tournament has ended or something like that. So kind of blows the thunder. Okay, so we got one. Maybe I wasn't letting it load long enough. But here for Justin Thomas, we can see his range of outcomes, right? Uh, There is this big, you know, uh, bimodal distribution here where on the left, where he scores 20, 30, 40 points, and then this big gap, and then where he scores you know high 50s to 60s to you know his his top range of outcomes uh this this uh these these values on the left here are when he misses the cut when Justin Thomas does not make the cut line and then all these other outcomes are where he does get across the cut line and then probably at the highest ranges you know where he wins the tournament so i think this is really cool to look at um you know i frankly i if you're not simulating the tournaments and you're not able to come up with these distributions. Uh, these golfers are, are far from normally distributed and a normal bell curve looks nothing like this. So I think that our ability to simulate the golf events, uh, figure out how often these guys are making the cut, how often they are missing the cut and coming up with those values helps us a lot in determining, you know, who are good value plays and, and who do good on a week to week basis. Right. So every tournament is, is different. There'll be a lot of recency bias in golf, a lot of steam. Um, you know, the, the builder is agnostic to all of that. It is kind of up to you to make some of those uh, adjustments. If, if you're, you know, listening to golf podcasts and hearing guys getting steam, et cetera, you know, come in here and make some manual adjustments to ownership. Uh, just some, just some notes on that. But, you know, I think that if you come into here and look at the sliders, right, our sim diversity is going to be very high. And as sim diversity gets higher, you know, we are taking smaller and smaller buckets of sims to build your lineups. So by that effect, you are going to find instances where players who are, you know, in the, in the 7,000 salary, in, in the 6,000 salary, you know, you're going to find instances where, where these players do well. And I, I don't know who, like played particularly well this last week looks like Ricky Fowler uh tied for 11th that's probably a good score by the end of the weekend so would imagine he did pretty well uh but but being able to bucket the sim so small uh take those small sample sizes will ultimately help you find higher upside value plays uh you could crank this up to nine you can crank this up to 10 where you're taking single uh tournament instances and and building your lineup uh one at a time that way you know as this diversity slider you know goes up the the volatility of the lineups increases so i would i would you know make sure you're aware of that and and taking that into account in your bankroll allocation in your uh contest selection etc but um i think you know the sim diversity is high our range of outcomes are very good you could increase this if you like that this sim diversity slider is the best way to find good value plays, in my opinion. All right. Aaron said, any way to use the Sims for prop betting? Um, frankly, I okay, so you know, we we just released our NBA prop plan. Uh either last week, I think, I think on Monday of last week, we released our NBA prop plan. If you're on the pro plan, you have the ability to add the NBA props as an add-on where we send up to 10 props in in a uh NBA prop Discord channel where you can play those plays. Uh we're doing that every single day of the week, you know, Saturdays and Sundays included. Um we we are sending the bets about an hour to an hour and a half before game time. And um, you know, the, the bets that we're sending are Um filtered down, you know, far more than what just the um expected stats that you see here. So if you're interested in prop betting, I would upgrade to pro and then I would add the prop plan as an add-on to your account. If you have questions about it, you can email us at support at sabersim.com to learn a little more about it prior to um signing up. But but you know, I think that everything you see in the app um, is is more for, for DFS purposes and uh less kind of for prop betting so i don't want to tell you like yeah just you know take the expected stats and then you know make a determination from there because there are pricing factors to the props you know is it a money line bet is is it like is it like a um i mean not money for props but is it is it an even bet you know is it a minus 150 is it a plus you know how do the odds factor in how much should you be wagering uh none of that is in the app right and and that is a lot for one person to kind of take an individual stat a you know statistical point and figure out if a bet is plus or minus ev we're doing all of that for you guys behind the scenes on the prop plan so if you're interested in that i would uh reach out to our support team and see how you could go about accessing that feature all right uh fahad said also can you verify that call of duty is not fully supported and if not do you know if there are any plans to support in the future seems to be incomplete information okay fahad so so um I will find that out, and I will uh, post an update about that tomorrow in tomorrow's show. I'm pretty sure we have the slates loaded up here. So that it, it does look like we have the slates loaded up here, and we have all the correct salaries. So you can come in here and upload projections and build. We do not have COD sims, so you will not be able to do um, – like we do not sim it, so we will not have projections. We will not have ownership. Etc., but it looks like the slates are loaded up here, so you could come in here, upload any information from outside sources that you're making yourself, etc., and build COD, COD lineups and use the entry editor to manage those. So that is the update for COD support. All right. Um, Kyle said, if I cancel my seven day free trial, will I still be able to use the tools for the duration of the trial? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, usually, you know, when you sign up for a um for a pro trial that is set to cancel at the end of the period and then you would have to go back and um re-add it to your account but i believe if you do the the standard trial that um it will just continue once your trial is over so if 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 that's like a concern of yours just send an email to our support team at support at sabersim.com and they will be able to take care of you there All right, Franklin said, hey, Andrew, an ownership question. Just playing uh, League of Legends, what's the website to see when sims are rerun? Okay, so um, in the Discord, we have a lineup alerts channel where we have NFL, NBA, PGA, MLB, and NHL lineup alerts. It is like an automated process. When a sim runs, you can see it start, and then when a sim ends, you can see it end there. I do not see this feature um for league of legends i'm actually not too familiar with it so let's just go over here to league of legends and we do have a last updated time here so it looks like the updates are not in the um in the discord i can make a note of that so lol uh lineup alerts i'm pretty sure these sims do not run that often but i could see about getting an added uh you could always see it here in the app next to projections last updated and then a timestamp All right, Chase Holland said, is getting 1% of lineups into the top 1%, meaning I'm getting my fair share? Obviously, you want more than your fair share, but is them being equal good? Um, So, so Chase, this is a good question. So, frankly, I would say that, you know, like like you said, if you're getting 1% of your lineups into the top 1%, that is like the expectation for a, you know, For the average player right if you're if you're a bad player then you're going to get less than that number then you're going to get you know less than one percent into the top one percent over a long time and then if you're better if you're like an above average player you're going to get more than one percent into the top one percent over a long period of time i think where this gets really interesting is uh rake right so so the contests that we're playing are raked anywhere from like 10 to 15 percent usually all the lower stake stuff is like closer to the 15, 16% side. And then like all of the, the uh, higher stakes stuff is closer to like nine, 10%. So, so you got to kind of beat the rake a little bit too. Um, anybody can tell me if like my understanding of this is a little wrong, but I think that you should be kind of shooting for something closer to like 1.2%. I think that that is probably a, um, a good expectation. Like, like if I was getting like 1.2% of my lineups, into the top 1%, I would actually feel very comfortable with that and, uh, know that like, I have like a pretty solid process. And then obviously anything above that is just, um, icing on the cake. But I think that, you know, from, from 1%, what you can take away from that is like, okay, you know, I am, I am, you know, doing the right things where, where my lineups are, you know, positive EV enough of the time for me to have a chance to win contests. Now, how do I get to the next level? Now, how do I level up and start to take more than my fair share from these contests, right? And the way I would do that is, um, absorbing content, asking questions here, asking questions in the discord, in the community, finding ways to level up your process. We have tons of great information, sports specific content, on the YouTube channel, I would go to our YouTube in the search bar. You could type in NBA, you could type in NFL, just put in a keyword and, and start absorbing content and, and, you know, listen to content around the industry and see what other people are having to say. And, you know, take one thing from this, uh, video and take one thing from that video and learn how to grow those things and you apply them the way you feel comfortable that work for your process. Right. I think that's the best way, you know, don't, I think that, um, you know, frankly, I don't think that one person is probably going to be able to exactly mimic another person's process. Um, if there's some art and not all science in that process, right, you kind of got to make it your own. You're going to like certain things more or less than other players. So, uh, absorbing as much content and figuring out what pieces matter to you, what bits of information you enjoyed or found value in is, is a good practice in my opinion. Aaron said, okay, I'm looking into it. Great. Awesome. Oh, Frank said that's a laugh out loud. <laughs> uh so so uh we there there's a lot of League of Legends talk in the Discord that that uh I I read up on. But uh yes, so in the Discord, if you're not in our Discord, link in the description below, get signed up, get joined up, and then there's a lineup alerts channel where you can see um where this when the sims run for for all of the mm-hmm. contests. All right. Fahad said, COD, yes, all players are there, but sometimes all the games do not load completely. So I am una- unable to say sediment of X number to a team or anything to a specific team. I will provide example to report the issue as you normally advise. Friday, 128, there was a three-game set and Saturday was a four-game set. Friday only had two games. Saturday only had three games available. Okay, Fahad, so, so that definitely sounds like a uh, data problem of some sort, so um, I will mention to the team that um, COD um, not showing all games. We could check those slates and see if that's still the case. So all games, uh, 128 and mm-hmm. 129. If you see that, you know, we have support every single day throughout the week, regardless Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever days these slates are. Shoot us a report of problem, and then that will go straight to our support team. And you know, somebody's always on on um you know managing like those inboxes and, and taking care of customers. So if you if you just let us know that we will figure that out and we will get it back up in the slate. So apologies if there was you know incomplete slate data. Uh those are things that we take serious and we'll be happy to resolve. So I'll mention that to the team to see if we can get ahead of that. And then anytime you see that, just use the reporter problem link and let us know. All right, um, scrolling down here, Uh, looks like we are done with YouTube questions, and there's one more question in the Discord. So if anybody has any final questions, now is a great time to get them in. As always, Fahad said, thanks, brother, happy to help my man, and that is what I am here for. All right, in the Discord, Bossman Jr. said, hey, Andrew, what would be the best way to use the tools for single-entry GPPs in NBA? So, let's hop over to NBA and let's, let's talk about NBA, right? So using the tools for NBA, what I would do, I would log on, right? And then I would probably run a test build from here, you know, set your uh, contest settings appropriately. You're playing a GPP, you're playing a single entry. How many entrants are in the contest? Usually like usually like one to 10,000 um, run a build and and see what it's spitting out you know see who the builder likes see who the builder doesn't like and you know we put a lot of work into our projections and our ownerships and our range of outcomes and our correlations man what is wrong with this uh, it's just a little slow it could be me i've been having some internet issues um we you know getting all these correlation values figuring out who plays well when another player plays well you know upside correlation we talk about um, these correlation values you see, these are the average correlations across all of the Sims. But like for Joel Embiid, we care about who does well or who does very poorly when he has his high upside outcome. So we narrow in on his high upside outcomes and look at those correlations when actually building your lineup. So there's like a ton of work that we are doing behind the scenes to make sure that we are getting you positive EV lineups right out of the gate. I, I, Highly recommend that, you know, you guys can trust these projections and our ownership projections and that we are, you know, have a lot of, um, checks and balances in place to make sure that we are putting out good data all the time. Right. So I think that you can trust that, you know, run your single entry and do, um, risk management in the post build, right. This is not the single entry that we built, but, but your time is best spent in this screen managing men uniques. Um, If you're playing like, you know, more than one single entry um, looking at the players that you're highly exposed to uh, looking at I don't know what else is important to you. You know, um, do you, do you want to use saber score, right? Saber score is a great metric. Use saber score. Um, So, so I I think that, you know, when you're building like a one lineup, there's probably not too much to do. Uh, I think that you could trust a lot of our inputs, but I would say, you know, spot checking these lineups. Maybe, maybe you want to look at like the top 10 lineups, right? And then you only want to pick one. Look at these lineups, you know, figure out what values are important to you. um, And then make a determination as to, you know, what lineup from your 10 that you want to play. Maybe there, maybe you don't want to play a no stack lineup for, for whatever reason, right? As an example, like, boom, you get rid of your no stack. And then you come and look at this. Maybe you don't want to play, any lineup that has a three stack, right. And then boom, you get rid of this lineup and like, you kind of filter this down, take the best one that makes you like feel the best to kind of root for, uh, from this. Right. But then, you know, you're going to have to think about late swap. Right. So, so that's one thing I, I guess that we should probably talk about. Like when you are like picking a lineup, right. Look at the players that lock at the lock time. And then look at the players that do not lock at the lock time. So not sure uh, who plays the first game but um when when you guys play you know NBA DFS right there's a lot of late swap opportunities uh the best way i think mentally to think about this is that only the players that are locking at the start time are in your lineup everybody else is just a placeholder uh don't n- oh, how do i say this if news breaks never not late swap because one time you went back to yesterday's slate and you noticed that you built the winning lineup the first time. And if you would have never late swapped, you would have won. Like that is, that is bad logic. Do not buy into that. Uh, it is important to always, always take advantage of breaking news of new Sims, new projections. You know, let's say this, this Luca game is um, after lock. And then let's say, let's say, uh, or actually, no, let's not use this. For example, I want to use somebody that's like not in our lineup. So let's see if we have a lineup without Luca, uh, Luca, Luca, Luca. So much Luca here. Okay. Show me a lineup without Luca, right? I'm gonna go to my pool. Okay. Boom. This number 17 lineup, no Luca in this, right? Let's say Luca gets rolled out and this is your one single entry lineup that you're playing tonight. You're like, well, you know, I don't really have any Luca, so uh I'm I'm good, right? Like, no, you are not good. You should late swap because his 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 usage, his minutes, um, this fantasy point uh number, like, like all of that needs to get dispersed and go to other places, right? So so now Dallas is a huge value spot, like Dorian Finney Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. Spencer Dinwiddie, all of these guys become really good plays. So just because the guy that gets ruled out is not in your lineup, does not mean you should not late swap. And then also, uh, the best thing you can do is take advantage of that news. And if you are intentionally ignoring that news because you do not want to see this lineup do good, just 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 the way you think about it, guys, is you know, let's say um, let's say the Lakers are at lock in this lineup. You know the only players in this lineup are Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. Everybody else is just a placeholder until their game starts. So you you are not committed to these players. These players are not in your lineups. Um, that is that is honestly the best way you guys can think about it. Save yourself some heartache. Save yourself some grief. Um, late swapping is always the optimal decision. So so just just try and buy into that that train of thought, and it'll save you some heartache. All right. But, but good question. Bossman junior. All right. So that was our last question, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. feel like I went on some rants today about ownership, about blade swap, but I just, I really want to get those things across to you guys, you know, and uh, see, see if um, I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to answer questions. Um, I'm also here to take feedback. So any, any things that I say uh, that you guys have pushback back on, you know, we can start a discussion and we can talk about those things and I'm happy to admit when I am wrong. So, But, but, uh, that being said, guys, we'll be right back here tomorrow, Tuesday, 2 PM Eastern for our next show. Uh, if you guys are building lineups throughout the day, throw them, throw any questions that come across your mind in the office hours channel. Those questions really help us get going as people continue to tune in and, uh, uh, jump into the show. So that always helps out a lot, everybody, but until then I will see you good luck in your contests and take care.